Dungeons and Daddies, not a BDSM podcast, is hitting the road this summer from May 31st through June 14th. We're doing part two of our U.S. live tour. Whoa. I came up with the name for this one. Yeah, it's yeah. called the Areas Tour. Very kind good. of similar. Dungeons you know? and Daddies, the Areas Tour, feet Taylor Swift. We're hitting the road again. Midwest and East Coast dates on sale. Tickets are available now. We're starting up in St. Paul, Minnesota. We're going to Milwaukee, Chicago, Indianapolis, Detroit, Pelham, Tennessee, Atlanta, New York, Philadelphia, and Boston. Wow. More info on our website, dungeonsanddaddies.com slash live. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Dungeons and Dice is brought to you this week by Haya. Oh, wow. I did not realize I was surrounded by some black belts in karate. It's not martial art, Beth. It's a pediatrician-approved superpower chewable vitamin. Most of the time when you talk about children's vitamins, it's just candy. It's just gummy bears. I don't tell oh. my mom. That was my whole trick as a little kid. Was it? Yeah, I'd be like, mm, I'm, I want some vitamins, mom. But really, I just wanted that sweet, sugary goodness. Most oh, I children's thought you were going to say you replaced your vitamins with gummy bears. Because that would be that a, a smarter move. I could have done that. Well, you might as oh, well, well, because most children's vitamins are filled with five grams of sugar and contribute to Disgusting. a of health issues. Ew, gross. Hi fills the common gaps in modern children's diets to provide the full body nourishment our kids need with a yummy taste they love. Formulated with the help of nutritional experts, Haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins Ooh. and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, 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 B12. B12. <laughs> that one came out weird. That one was that one here for weird. vitamin B12. Oh, vitamin D. Oh, mama. B12. That's why this is Oh, my God. Mercy. Folate, vitamin C. <laughs> it's vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, non-GMO, everything else. Would that you, you imagine. say that this product is a hunk of hunk of burden love? It's designed for kids two and up and sent straight to your door so parents have one less thing to worry about. They taste good even though I don't take I don't take them. I'm too my pills, <laughs> my gummies. <laughs> they also have a new kids probiotic and nighttime essentials. We worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling yeah. children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com slash daddies. This deal is not available on their regular website. This is a special Secret URL. You understand? Deal. Deal oh. One for the money and two for the great vitamins you're getting. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H, HayaHealth.com slash daddies, and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Dungeons and Daddies is a rowdy, horny, violent podcast for grown-ups. Content warnings can be found in the description. Tantor Audio presents For Snaken, a history of the snake people of the land of Faerun. Written by C. Snake. Narrated by Will Jenkins. Published by Kobold Press Neverwinter, who holds the copyright thereto. Book 7, My Time with the Daddies, Part 3, The Orcish Fire Pit. Chapter 8 A Debt Fulfilled
Wookie life debt. Dread cow vacaris. Dread bread redemption. Walter the immoral. Payden. End of side one. To continue, please flip this podcast to side two. Welcome to Dungeons and Daddies, not a BDSM podcast, not really even a D&D podcast. I figured it out, folks. It's a true crime podcast based on the things <laughs> yes. that we say. Real crime junkies know. This is a D&D podcast kind of about five dads from our world flung into the Forgotten Realms on the quest to rescue their lost sons. My name is Freddie Wong. I play Glenn Close, the rock and roll bard of the group. This week's Glenn fact, everyone remembers the contentious war of PlayStation versus Xbox. We all mm. were on different sides of those battle lines. As if it's not still going on, Freddie. That's true. But Glenn Close was well aware of that. And he never understood what the big deal was because you just get both. I don't get it. And then people are like, Glenn, you're an adult. <laughs> this is not a war between adults. This is a war between children and teenagers. Did he bring up this point with Nick while not buying Nick either console? <laughs> oh, no. Nick definitely had both. <laughs> Four consoles. If you think Glenn Close wasn't hooking Nick up with video games in lieu of parenting, then yeah. you have not been paying attention. That's very true. Fair you got enough. him one of the like pirated Xboxes or the like jailbroken ones that have like every SNES game on there. I got one of them hacked PS2s that let you... I actually did have one of those. It was a great investment. Anyway. <laughs> Hi, my name is Matt Arnold. I play uh, Daryl Wilson, a stay-at-home coach dad who becomes a barbarian in the Forgotten Realms. Quick little dad fact about Daryl, or I guess it's also about Grant. So Grant's uh, <laughs> nickname is Shooter, and he got that also at the same time that Daryl was banned from sharing YouTube videos anymore or any videos with his kid. What? So Grant, I, I'm sorry. I'm dreading the end of this. Dad so Grant was, having, Grant was having his soccer friends over and they're doing a little YouTube party, having a good time. And Daryl's like, oh, here's a funny ass video. I'll show you guys a funny video. And he pulled out one of the first videos he had on his phone of his kid, which was when he was changing uh, Grant's diaper for the first time by himself <laughs> without Carol. Uh, Grant shot shit across the entire room. And Daryl started laughing. And he kept that video. So he showed it to all his friends and now all his friends call him shooter and he's banned wait a second i'm doing the math on timelines as to when people had cell phones with video cameras on them and when nick would have been born and then daryl had that phone he has a nokia that none of this adds up there's a video camera it was a vhs tape he's very good he's like i got a youtube pulled out a 16 millimeter camera like in uh national lampoon's christmas vacation and pulled all the kids around and scanned through all the wedding photography. I was like, no, 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 here, I got something to show you. And then what's well, this? It's Grant shooting shit across the room. I like so that he had shooter. a 16. I guess it would have been like a home movie or whatever. That, make, that checks out. All right. <laughs> it's Carol in the background screaming, hey, change the diaper. Why are you filming this? Why are you filming this? It's going to seep into the wallpaper. Matt, no joke. I think every parent friend of mine has had the same story. Like, yep, I have the video on my phone still. I'm definitely saving it to uh, share with Dot's significant other at some point. Hey everyone, what's up? I'm Will. I play Henry Oak, uh, Birkenstock rockin', hippie, granola crunchin', munchy, crunchy, hippie nature druid dad. 
Henry's dad fact this week. Uh, I feel like I gave you guys a nice, sincere dad fact last week. So we're back to cruel, awful Henry facts. Uh, and this one I decided to do in honor of Freddie and Matt's side podcast, Debate Me Coward, where they debate pizza toppings uh, and set the internet on fire. It's more than just pizza toppings, William, but go ahead. Reductive <laughs> much, but. <laughs> Henry's favorite pizza is pineapple. And you're probably wondering. <laughs> you fuck. Uh, you're probably wondering, you're like, but wait, Henry's vegan. How does he eat cheese? And uh, no, 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 no. Henry does not put cheese on his pizza. His pizza is just crust, tomato sauce, and pineapple. And that's his favorite pizza. Actually, guys, that sounds delightful. Thank you. That one is courtesy of uh, my wife, Cherish. She came up with that one. So, wow. um, <laughs> Beth, you say that sounds delightful, but just turn around and tell me how disgusting this sounds. How about I give you a slice of pineapple, put some marinara sauce on top of it, and put some breadcrumbs <laughs> on it? Also, it sounds disgusting. You know, he'll sprinkle a little oregano <laughs> on there, maybe some red pepper flakes. Like, it's all the trappings of pizza, but with no cheese. I mean, I just love pineapple. You could do a lot yeah. to pineapple before I would say no. Anyways, hey, murderinos. I'm <laughs> Beth May. <laughs> and uh, I play Ron Stampler, emotionally detached stepfather and rogue. This week's dad fact about Ron. Okay, I think that Ron didn't know that male person was a profession. I think that he just <laughs> thought they were like, it's people that come over like sometimes noon, sometimes 2 p.m. just to say hi and give you stuff. I didn't, I didn't think it, he thought that uh, it was like anybody's job. He I just think. thought they were men. He's like, I'm a male person too. Hi. Yeah, a male person. <laughs> A male. And hey, everyone. I'm Ashley Birch. I play Dennis Anderson. He's a thirst trap PTA firefighter widow dad. Ooh, we love him for it. And he's a bit of a rogue. He's a bit roguish in his way. Dennis's dad fact this week is, so Dennis likes to go to a 6 a.m. yoga class to keep his body tight. And which that's uh-huh. like, that's mm-hmm. like the witching hour for widows to find uh, hot, hot dads <laughs> to, to kind of snake on. And, 6 a.m. Um, 6 a.m. You know, they get up bright and early. They get their shit did. They come to yoga. Mm-hmm. They're looking for oh, Danny. I mean, he does everything better at Hen- than Henry. Henry only does his yoga at 7 a.m. Oh. I know. He has to get up early because he has to be able to take little Ulysses to school. So, um, oh, yeah, that's so sweet. I know. It's very it's sweet. Because 6 is the number that sounds closest to sex. Exactly. Right? Which, but, you know, Dennis is a pure heart, so he wouldn't know that necessarily. He just thinks it's a nice time. It's nice to start your day early. He doesn't know that 6 and sex sound similar. <laughs> 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 he goes to yoga early, and one week, one of the widows that had taken a shine to him gave him a shirt that said DILF, but underneath it said devoted, involved, loving father. And he just thinks that that's, <laughs> that's what... such a good shirt. That's what he thinks DILF stands for. That is such a good shirt. And he was like, oh, that's really sweet. And now it's kind of an in-joke between her and the other widows. Oh, my gosh. We all hate each other because they really want to bang Dennis. <laughs> Ashley, am I hearing it right that this is like some sort of widow yoga that Dennis crashes? I yes, don't think I quite, sort of like, I quite follow. It's weirdly, it's the widow witching hour. A bunch of widows just yeah. happen to come to this yoga class. Oh, it's not, but like, it's really, it's not like you're not allowed to do yoga unless your husband is dead? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's one of those things where everyone found out that Dennis goes there at six. So now oh. all the thirsty widows... Come out oh, of their hidey I holes see. to and go to which, yoga. Which yoga studio is this <laughs> in, in Los Angeles? Wouldn't you like to know? Yes. Which yoga studio is this and who does Beth need to marry and then murder to get into it? <laughs> it's the Core Power Yoga on La Cienega. Uh, oh my gosh, okay. I'm Anthony Birch. I'm your daddy master. And I have good news. Uh, our long national nightmare is over. I have found a way to pet my cat 
that does not involve any erogenous <laughs> oh, zones at all. God. Oh, it's my totally God. It's totally fine. Proud to be an American today. I really wish she wouldn't keep talking about this. Is it just <laughs> you telling your cat that you're not going to pet it anymore? It's just like, no, no you don't get pets. Now no, I just it's, lick it's, my own ass in front of my cat. Establishes <laughs> <laughs> oh, dominance. Brother, no, it's, you do, the head, he you do the head down to the middle of the back, and then you do it really rough, and that is enough to confuse her senses. And she's worse. like, I guess this is what I it's want. It's worse when what? you say no, it that way. What is it's not worse. erotic. She just really likes it. It's worse. She loves it. I ferminated my cat today. She loves it. Oh, oh yeah. You yeah got it's, your exactly, it's exactly I got like ferminating. ferminating. There you go. Every time this almost isn't a BDSM podcast. It just <laughs> works its way, yep. its magical way back into being a BDSM podcast. BDSM is the black hole at the center of our universe. My cat has never nutted, and my cat will never nut. <laughs> when we last left you, you had finished barbecuing the Dread Calvacaris to find out where all of your daddy magic anchors were. Dennis scoring that role for medium rare on that, right? Oh, yeah. So to reiterate, Henry's was in Oakvale. Daryl's was in Balls Deep. Mm -hmm. Ron's was in Swankery Hill. Glenn's was in Meth Bay. And Dennis's was in the Librarium Decepticus. And right as you were considering talking about, hey, which anchor are we going to go through first, Aaron O'Neill came up on the leaves and told you that because the thing that was in your van that prevented you from being magically located has disappeared, the Omega Dads know where you are. They sent bounty hunters after you. And then immediately afterward, you heard the familiar voice of Walter the Immoral coming and asking where the hell his son Peyton was. And you immediately told him, like, oh, Peyton's right there. And he went, oh, okay, cool, no big deal. And he put his sword away. So Walter says, where's your thing? <laughs> Walter, hey, hey, it's me, Henry Oak. Hi, nice to see you again. Um, You know, Peyton snuck out with us and then we got tangled up in a whole bunch of crazy hijinks and uh, we were just on our way to bring him back to you, right, guys? And I look at all the other dads like to give like the thumbs up, like, like does this sound like a good yeah. plan? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Glenn thumbs ups and nods. I mean, you know Peyton. Peyton goes where he wants. Also, I'm pretty sure that we got to get the hell out of here ASAP. So if you're going to be mad at us for taking your kid, like, let's do that. Not here. And Walter, <laughs> you know, Peyton's coming of age and he needs to go on some adventures and just sort of discover himself. And we're a safe group to do that in. So I don't think you need to worry about him too much. Uh, okay. Who are you? Peyton, who is currently hugging Dennis around the stomach and like a front-facing backpack, like turns his neck to look at Walter and goes like, yeah, yeah, I feel very safe. And he nuzzles Dennis's ample packs. Dennis pets Peyton's hair in a very loving way. He purrs. Oh. In a non-erotic <laughs> way. non-erotic, platonic, <laughs> nurturing way. Nowhere near the tail. Peyton will never nut. I make that promise to you, dear listener. <laughs> oh, no. um, oh, poor kid. Really? Yeah, maybe he's never. Actually, I mean, never? <laughs> like weapons? Okay. Well, I won't Not get this that. podcast <laughs> is going. If you, if you pay it. Uh, we if, won't know if he does unless he tells us. If we get 10,000 Patreon subscribers, we'll do Dungeons and Daddy's Nights that's like 20 years in the future and tells you about all Payton's escapades. Uh, Ron turns to Dennis and says, hi. Hey, bud. You okay? I'm Ron. I know, buddy. Yeah, Ron, yeah, Ron, Ron is my name. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. So yeah, just you're just hanging out with uh. Hey, Peyton. Um. Who's your friend here? Uh, Dennis. <laughs> Ron. Obviously, my bad, bad. Okay. Dennis leans over to Glenn and goes, "Is he doing the thing he does? Is he is he goofing? You know, half the time it's a goof." And half the time, you don't know where the goof goes. So you kind of just ride until there's a punchline. But sometimes the punchline never comes. Right. Okay. I don't know if this is like the mustache thing, like the practical joke thing, but I don't think we have time for this. Just the, Walter, did he bring any horses or anything so we could get the hell out of here? 
I didn't need to bring a horse. I brought something I would say considerably cooler based on what you showed me that one time. Let me bring it out. And he steps in the shadows and then walks out what seems to be a motorcycle with four sidecars attached on either side. It's a very, very wide motorcycle made primarily of wood and like rusted metal. Dennis kind of raises his hand and goes, these are sort of dangerous. Maybe I should drive. You know, I've, I've done some motorcycle racing in my time. Oh, that's right. Dennis did the whole motorcycle thing earlier. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's a Dennis, good Dennis, why don't you roll persuasion? Oh, no. Uh, eight. He goes, Dennis, as always, I appreciate your attempts to make things easier on me, but I think it would be more reasonable if I drove it because I understand the weight of this baby and how, how to keep it going. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, there might not be room for uh, Dennis. What? Why wouldn't there be room for Dennis, Ron? I mean, I was going to say, it does seem like, is there going to be room for everyone and the kids? Right? Because, like, if there's only four sidecars, do we just, I guess we all just scooch in? Walter looks at it and he goes, like, oh, I'm sc- I can't believe I screwed up. I forgot to put on the fifth sidecar. Oh, oh Walter, it's, Walter. you know, buddy, it's totally fine. It's totally fine. Hey, how about this? Would you mind? I can just sit behind you if there's room and I'll just hug you. Oh, you, you can hold me around the stomach? Yeah, I'll just hold you around the stomach <laughs> and then we'll just go on our merry. Does that work? All right. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think so. Okay, I think great. so. Yeah, that, that works. That no, way everyone can be comfy. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Is everybody going to get on the, in the, the motorcycle? Yeah, I, I grab Grant and I hop in one of the sidecars. I grab Larkin Sparrow by the hand and I say, uh, motorcycles are very dangerous and, you know, I'm a little nervous about us all getting in here without helmets on, so uh, we're just going to sit very still, okay? Mm, uh, mm, yep, yes. Okay, well, you guys are going to be each other's safety buddies, so see who can hold on to the sides of the sidecar the tightest, okay? I bet that uh, I can hold on tighter than either of you. Uh, Larkin Sparrow immediately go like, I take that challenge, and they grip into the sidecar so hard that the wood of it splinters. (laughs) (laughs) Glenn sits down with Nick. It's like, hey, Nick, can you pass me the other end of that seatbelt? Uh... (laughs) <laughs> just kidding <laughs> oh, oh, nice almost got me. I was I was I was like I don't know where it is oh man we don't need a seatbelt where we're going and I kick good back good shit good shit hey Terry uh do you you want to uh, after you kiddo you want to hop in there uh in the sidecar thing well if I go in first you're gonna have to be sitting on on my lap do you want to go in first oh, no you can go in first and I, I you know I just want to Dennis Seems to be having a great time so close to the bully wog. I, I don't see why I can't be wrapped around somebody. Uh, just sort of there. Yeah, Terry, why don't for you no make room reason. for your dad, huh? There's not a lot of space. We all have to cuddle up. Uh, th- th- thanks, D- Dennis. No problem, bud. <laughs> and Ron just squints like very hard at Dennis, but in like a way <laughs> that to everybody else might seem innocent. Terry kind of goes like, yeah, you got a good point. And so he gets in the car first and tries to scoot over to make enough space. There isn't enough space. So you're just going to sit on your stepson's lap? Yeah. Is that cool? Is that weird? <laughs> no, I don't think it's weird. I don't think it's weird. <laughs> I think it's I awesome. Mean, it's Ron it's is Ron canonically 5'4". Terry's like, this is this doesn't have to be weird. It, yeah. doesn't, it really doesn't have to be weird. Hey, Terry, you're right. It does not have to be weird at all. It doesn't. <laughs> It doesn't have to be. It doesn't even have to be a little bit weird. It can just. I mean, be one like of us this. is gonna have to sit on the other's lap, and you are not wearing pants, so no matter what, it's gonna be a little bit weird. <laughs> I'm already sitting on his lap. I'm already sitting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I lean over to Grant, and I'm like, "That those stamplers are pretty weird, aren't they?" Grant, <laughs> for the first time in what feels like hours, uh, meets your eyes and goes. Yes. And then yeah. goes away again. <laughs> oh, they found a new bond. They can shit on Ron together. <laughs> I like the thing that Ron is taking Terry's hands and then like clasping them around his waist. And it's like, no. clasp your fingers, please, to be a seatbelt. 
So Walter guns it and this behemoth made of wood and steel that's powered by seemingly a big box of coal at his feet roars out of the cave. And as the daylight of the cave begins to hit you, you begin to see the silhouettes of five riders approaching you on mounts of various different sizes. And as the car gets closer and closer, you can see that some bounty hunters on a very large mastiff, a horse, mm-hmm. a camel, a skinny elephant, and a miniature pony, a la little Sebastian, yeah. are all uh, charging towards skinny? you. And they look to be kenku, which is bird people that can't fly. Um, <laughs> Idiots. Let's <laughs> see the point. Okay. So they're all holding their weapons forward and sort of charging at you, and the cars come, or the motorcycle rather, is coming toward them, and you're about to hit them. Is there anything you'd like to do before you hit them? Oh, so it's like a jousting moment. Like we're both going straight at oh, them. Oh, so yeah, they're coming yeah. straight at us. Yeah. Can I do like okay. a perception y hmm. type check to see if there's any sort of hot maneuvering we could do, if there's any sort of way we could slip between? Or do something advantageous with the room that we got? The the room you're in is hypothetically collision course, but actually, why don't you give me a perception check and then I'll tell you. Can we do like the cartoon thing where we split the sidecars away and they go <laughs> through us and then we bring them back together? Absolutely, you can do that. I got an 18. Okay, so with an 18, you, you know that A, you could do the thing that Matt just said. Um, and B, hypothetically, if you did it, properly enough you could like fold in the end sidecars and then like use the tunnel that you're in like a pipe and then sort of drive around the circumference of it like going over them kind of well like in men in black when he presses the red button exactly henry this is all you baby all you gotta do is do the vines we split up and we make a clothesline Ooh, Ooh. yeah oh that's pretty good that's oh, very yeah. cool i think we should do that Guys, you ever watch that movie where it's the guy and his dad and they're in a motorcycle with the sidecar and I think his dad is James Bond and the younger guy is like, he's Harrison Ford. I can't remember which movie this is, but it doesn't matter. They're in a little car and they separate, I think, at one point. I'm, I might be remembering this wrong. Look, the point yeah, is dad movie. we're going to do like a little clothesline, right? So check this out. And I cast Entangle on the side of the motorcycle. So you haven't detached the cars yet, right? No, I. the idea is I'm going to pull like a big uh, vine or thing of vines out of this pile of entangled vines, and then we're going to like stretch it out and like split and clothesline them. Probably like Dennis holds one side of it. Yeah, like do you guys remember when we dropped the pyramid in Neverwinter and then Dennis and I both jumped off the other sides with a rope and then we were hanging yeah, and balancing? Yeah, yeah. It's like that. Actually, uh, okay. What? You don't remember the pyramid? <laughs> Henry, yeah, Ron. Okay. Yeah. I, I... I, there was that whole frogs? thing. We killed all those people. It was really bad. Hey, mister, I yeah. caused the pyramid. I basically, it was all my fault, you know? It's just, give me a little credit here. No, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to. Ron? I, I know it's a sore subject. Ron, I look straight at Ron. Ron, we all caused the pyramid, man. You can't put that on your own shoulders. Yeah. Well, I was just saying that Dennis, I don't know what Dennis did. to Ron, to, we to, can sort out who did what right about there. the pyramid. We, we can, thing. look, it's, it's important when you go through something traumatic to process it. But right okay. now is really not the time. And I look at Dennis and I say, Dennis, just like the pyramid, bro. And I throw him a wink <laughs> and then I toss him the uh, other end of the vine. You got it, buddy. Run under his breath says, this is not just like the pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> and then Glenn is going to take this moment to do a little bit of bardic inspiration and quote some Iron Maiden at Dennis. So Dennis, uh, Ashley, you're going to be able to have a 1d8 for any ability check that you want to do here for the next 10 minutes. So inspired are you? by the lyrics of Iron Maiden. Anthony, okay, so I want to use all of the core yoga strength that I have to try to hold on to this vine <laughs> while also keeping the motorcycle straight so that Walter doesn't, like, tip since we're doing some shenanigans, you know? I want to make sure he's on the straight and narrow. Okay, so are you are you going to hold 
both ends of the vine from like the left or the right side or just one of them? Henry has one end. Dennis has the other end. Okay. Okay. This is what we'll do. Henry's got one end. Dennis has the other. Daryl, who is in the sidecar next to Henry, like, you know, because he always stays close to Henry. He leans over Henry's lap. And then he (laughs) is the one who's going to unpin the sidecar. So that it's all right. Gotcha. Uh, Hey, guys, I can do something really stupid that then works in a coincidence. (laughs) We don't have to do this plan. You could describe what that is and then maybe actually do it that would be great <laughs> no dennis i said that i've done it before you should you would know whoever Daryl's like henry are you good are we ready I'm to go good. and then hey, i dennis I unpin let's it. do a vinyasa flow and then i go to daryl i'm like that's the yes a yoga joke i don't think you'd get it but pull the pin i don't get it and i pull the pin <laughs> okay all right so i'm gonna try to like i guess Daryl turns you might to wanna- terry jr and says i got that yoga joke <laughs> Barry's like he can't say much because your back is smooshed into his face but you feel his hand reach up and like pat you on the shoulder a couple times <laughs> do we have to roll or anything Anthony okay no you don't have to roll you've oh. basically pulled it out and, and Whoa. You, you pulled the thing out and the sidecar is beginning to drift to the side so who does need to roll is Dennis and Henry are holding on to their ends of the vine so both of you roll strength or athletics up to you athletics will probably be better uh, fuck it why not i was gonna be like i feel like henry would just tie it to the cart but oh, no that's even better that's great okay roll like dexterity or okay. sleight of hand i fail uh-oh oh but you can you can throw a 1d8 how bad did you turn to it? it okay hold on let me try that oh i got a fucking one are you serious oh no <laughs> the okay. 1D8? that's great that's i mean the first that time that the bardic inspiration <laughs> i've given you has not I know, helped I you at, all. at least a five. <laughs> what was your roll? My roll on my D20 was a five, and then my roll on my D8 <laughs> was a one. Yikes. <sighs> well, Henry held on to his like a champ, so Henry still got the rope. Okay, so Henry tied well, his side Dennis was doing on. a real corpse pose over there. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good one, buddy. That is a good one. It's not supposed to make you... Uh, okay. <laughs> Terry again pats you on the shoulder. <laughs> the vine gets yanked out of Dennis's hand, And worse than that, it doesn't just fall to the ground. The vine falls into the wheel of the motorcycle and gets caught up in it. And so immediately the motorcycle gets gummed up and the front wheel stops moving, which means the back wheel continues to move. So like Last Crusade style. Well, I was going to Last Crusade or I was going to say the Dark Knight, the semi trailer, like the back of it just goes and like starts coming up over the top because the front has stopped so suddenly. And all of you begin to tumble forward out of uh, your sidecars. So everybody give me a dexterity roll to try to avoid damage as you land. Shit. So just to clarify, what I'm doing is as I feel the car crashing, I am hugging and wrapping myself around Grant. Okay. So he he won't have to take any damage then. Whatever damage he takes, I'll roll for all the kids. And then, but specifically grant whatever damage he might get will instead happen to you daryl so what am i rolling dexterity or constitution You're rolling dexterity saving throws shit wait i got do i do we never long rested at the end of the last episode because you guys bullied me <laughs> we just doing that fight wall because like we were gonna years. get attacked we yeah, were well, okay so i was gonna be like oh henry nailed it but henry's got fucking disadvantage on all of his rolls still so henry <laughs> did not nail it and henry's gonna die well remember poison wouldn't be fixed during long rest remember that's the other thing poison's not fixed Your during long fucking rest. fucking mom would be fixed in long rest <laughs> I got a seven, 16 plus one, so 17. 13 plus three, 16. I got an eight. Oh, no. Henry got a seven. Oh, no. Henry, don't you have inspiration? Oh, you know, I did have an inspiration. All right. Yeah, all right. I'll use my. Do I have to roll? Do I get disadvantage when I burn inspiration again, or do I just no? I mean, hypothetically, you would use it beforehand so that it would be like, oh, it cancels out. So actually, just use a normal ass roll. Ignore what just happened. Just give me a normal roll now, and that'll count. 
Okay, I got a uh, 17. 17, okay. Yes. Wait, can I use inspiration? Because I had that sick burn on Dennis that everybody thought was so funny, including (laughs) Dennis. (laughs) Uh, No. Okay. So everybody who rolled less than a 10, you're going to take 2d4 damage. And all the kids saved except for Grant. So, Daryl, you're going to take 4d4 of damage. Ooh. And the motorcycle comes to a horrible and sudden stop. All of you are thrown forward by the suddenness of the jolt. And the four bounty hunters on their steeds of different size are still coming at you. What would you do? I got 15 damage. 15 damage? That's Almost the max you could possibly get. Four, four, three. Oh my God. (laughs) This is why you wear helmets when you ride motorcycles, people. Yep. I got six damage. Okay. Ow. Okay, so real quick, character strategizing. Will, it feels like the vines are going to be the way to stop these other vehicles in their tracks, right? Oh, because they're still strutting all over the bippity-boppity place? (laughs) Yeah. Are we in combat? You're going to get one more turn of reaction because you guys stopped short of where you were going to go with your speed. So you have one more turn to do something, and then we'll be in combat. What uh, what happened with the kids? So the kids all flew forward, but Lark and Sparrow, because they were holding so tight onto the cart, like you suggested, just sort of stayed with it as it went forward. And then That's they let boys. go gently after it stopped moving. Terry was cushioned by Ron's girth being on top of him. <laughs> Let's rephrase that. Uh. Terry was cushioned. <laughs> Terry just okay. knows how to land. You know what? Terry just knows how to land safely. It's fine. He yeah, can take he's the best soccer stuff. player. He's quick on his feet. Uh, Nick got so fucking lucky because his legs were up and his hands were behind his head. And when the thing stopped, <laughs> his his fear kicked in and his legs went totally straight and they braced him against the uh, the cart so that when it flipped over, he was just sort of standing. standing? And then he just sort of stepped out of the no, cart. Let's be honest. You know how like when drunk people get hit by cars, they don't get hurt because they're right. all super flexible. It's like both Nick and Glenn are so high and so loose <laughs> yeah. that they just roll off this thing like a baby. They just bounce back. Yeah, that's definitely a fact more people should know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't drive drunk. But if you do get into an accident, make sure that you are drunk. Get drunk. If you're gonna walk across the street, walk across the street drunk. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right. Let's let for legal reasons, that was a joke. Since Ron is the only one that failed, is it possible for me to like go over and help him up really fast? So you go to help Ron up, but your grip slips. When you fell out of the motorcycle, the holster for your dagger on your belt got like right angled. And as you try to pick Ron up, you stumble a little bit or Ron stumbles a little bit and he falls kind of onto the tip of the dagger. So Ron take an additional 1d4 plus 2 damage. Oh, oh my god. My what? God. Wait, he like fell onto his dagger? Yeah. All right. So I took 4 more damage. Whoa. Oh man. Okay. Everybody who's not Dennis has one thing they can do before these guys get to you. What mm. do the sidecars look like they're basically like big old rectangular wooden crates that are attached by an iron beam to the center of the motorcycle so our four sidecars are still attached and the motorcycle separate you are connected to the motorcycle but only by the vine that henry tied not by the pin that connects to the beam yeah i was more thinking about using the four sidecars as like a shield of sorts to not oh it's like animals gladiator Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because we got what? We got like a skinny elephant, whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> we got a skinny elephant. It's a, a Republican on a diet, am I right? Gotcha, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Small. Uh. A small pony, a camel. Anyways, we got a bunch of 
trampling animals Mastiff running towards horse. us. Yeah. Oh, oh, real quick, just broadly, how's Nick's like throwing skill? Can I trust this kid to throw something fairly accurately? Uh, he's got a plus two. I'm gonna be like, Nick, take this jug and chuck it at whatever comes at me. And I'm going to go like pretend like I'm stuck, like my foot is stuck underneath one of the sidecars. I'm like, oh no, oh my foot's stuck. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm helpless here. And then the idea is that Nick is gonna try and throw the jug and splash acid all over whoever is coming to me. Okay, it will destroy the jug. Why don't you just grab the jug and throw it at somebody? <laughs> yeah, why is Nick you? being coerced into doing this? I was going to say, you do realize you're asking your son to throw acid more or less at you. Like, you could you could do, no, like, oil or something. Me. You because could do, like, at me. why don't you just, like, do, like, grease on the ground, and then they'll all spin out or something like that. Or light them on fire or something. I don't want a backseat parent. It's up to you. Well, Will, this is why you don't backseat parent, because you're not sitting there with my character sheet in front of me. In the same way, when you're out in the real world, you don't have other people's character sheets in front of them. <laughs> and if you did, you would know that acid comes in eight ounces, and oil only comes in one quart, which is not a lot of oil to cause <laughs> any kind of crazy stuff. But eight ounces happens to be just enough to melt someone's face off. Oh, okay. I, a quart is more than eight ounces, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, but if the goal is to melt this someone's face, this is magical liquids. This is stupid. No, we're not letting this be freaking cut twice as bullshit. I don't know what Freddie's talking about. <laughs> okay, so Daryl flips over. Daryl flips over the four sidecars, and uh, there are thirty-two to, ounces like, in a quart. By the way, <laughs> tries to, <laughs> and tries to like herd the kids. Underneath yeah, the sidecars. Hold on, back. Okay, you know what? Hold on, back. No, 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 no. no. I don't want to back up. Hey, game master, a referee over here. Referee, game master has Daryl. <laughs> yes, has yes. Glenn finished his uh, action? Glenn has finished his action. Thirty-two okay, ounces. Cool, so shut up. Okay, super so big gulp. Yes, a super big gulp. A super big gulp. Yeah, that's going to be enough oil to get someone to spin out. A super big gulp worth. So what Daryl does is he flips over the sidecars and herds definitely Grant, but then any of the other kids who are nearby, probably uh, Henry's kids, tries to get them underneath the sidecars, and then he like braces up against it and holds up his axe and gets ready for whatever these creatures are going to do you and nick are both going to have reactions when they get within your range of attack and grant and yeah and grant i don't care about nick grant's not gonna do anything grant's just gonna hide do you want grant nick. to do something i i try to herd nick and then i see nick holding a big thing of acid and i go <laughs> and then i'm like grant get underneath the sidecar get underneath you the consider sidecar. grabbing nick but then you're like well i can't see glenn's character sheet so how can i possibly judge <laughs> i mean what does grant do like i mean i could give him i give grant my other axe because i got my great axe and i have like my original starting axe i give him an axe oh. but like i'm definitely telling the kids to get behind the sidecars okay the well can. when you put the axe in his hand a look of recognition comes upon his oh. face yeah oh and no. He gets a thousand yard stare and he says, I know what to do. (gasps) Oh, God. God. And he he steps forward axe in hand to like stand alongside you. Okay. I mean, I definitely notice it, but I'm assuming I'm playing this as if like they are inches away. So like, I mean, I raise my axe and I'm watching Grant. I'm like going to get him out of the way if I need to, but I'm not going to argue with him. Do we have tabs on Payton, by the way? Is Payton one of the children that you that you rustled up? Payton landed fine because he was still holding on to Dennis's torso and he still is like a reverse Yoda from Empire Strikes Back. (laughs) Oh, so Payton was over with you. Okay, great, good. Yeah. Dennis has always been Payton's favorite. (laughs) Oh, that hurts. (laughs) 
<laughs> Damn. Henry, seeing that the kids are safe underneath the uh, sidecars, sees the horde coming, and then he turns to Dennis, and he says, Dennis, and he slaps Dennis on the shoulder and says, be one with the shadows, my friend. Move like the night. Strike like a dagger. Blinding and flying through the darkness. And I cast Pass Without Trace on Dennis. Ooh. So Dennis has a plus 10 bonus to dexterity <laughs> checks. 10. And Damn. can't be tracked except by magical means. Holy shit. That dexterity would have been useful when you gave him the vine. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. You know what? Better late than never. How long have you had that spell? That's amazing. That's a good spell. That's yeah. a really good it's, spell. It's, it's, it's good, you know. Barbarians get angry and they get some extra damage. <laughs> yes. I'm basically invisible now? Plus 10 to dexterity check. So I guess that must, yeah, that's like you can use that on. Um, yeah, stealth counts as a dexterity check, I believe. I think I don't it know. is. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Agnity will tell me afterwards. It's yeah. called yeah. pass without trace. Yes, yeah, it says parentheses stealth check. So yes. Okay, cool. So yeah, you've done that. So now just Ron remains. Yeah. Right? Ron sees that happen and sinks <laughs> to his knees behind the, um, the one of the sidecars. He turns around so he's not looking even at where the conflict's coming, and he, like, whispers, Mr. Mustache. <laughs> Get what it is. What should I do? I was thinking, like, if I shaved you off, you could maybe tell me what's going on up there, but I could still hide down here, or maybe I could just point this little dagger that's still in my stomach up like a mirror, and you could tell me what to do with Mr. Mustache. I'm really confused. There's a lot of things that have changed recently, and uh, I just need some uh, some guidance, I think. Why would you shave me off? That would kill me. I would die. That would be bad. It would look good, though, right? Don't do that. I think I would look I good. I mean, we all saw what you looked like before you had the mustache. But you, you had a normal mustache, and now you have a second mustache, I, so your sexiness is double. To me, it would be a step back. Okay, that's be, fair. That's fair. So definitely keep me on the face. Okay. Now, in terms of what you should do strategically here, hmm. Well, you have many options. You could run. You could fight. You could sneak on him. But it seems like your buddy Dennis is probably doing a much better job than that. So. Oh, we'll see about that. Uh, okay. <laughs> Can I just try to do whatever Dennis is doing? But without yeah. that you just, bonus? Just follow yeah, Dennis. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm just going to try to sneakily follow Dennis. Great. Dennis, go ahead and give me your, your okay. stealth roll. Uh, 19. What do you do? Describe what you're doing to sneak up on these. Bolts. So basically all of the carts are overturned, right? Uh-huh. Are there any adjacent to me? You were in the center on the motorcycle. So like the rightmost cart on the left set of carts and the leftmost cart on the right set of carts okay. are right next so to you. So is it? <laughs> what a sentence. <laughs> and yet I, I know. I don't, I'm not good at imagery or visual. Yeah, I I'm think not good at that. if I could roll <laughs> stealthily underneath one of these things and then as the creatures are passing, can I use my flail and like try to sweep the legs? Okay. So Ron, give me a stealth check as you attempt to do the exact same thing. Okay, so I got 13 plus 8. Uh, wow. Whoa. But I think with I'm instead of using a flail, whatever the frick that is, I'm going to take the, <laughs> the dagger out of my stomach and try to stab somebody while I'm rolling. Perfect. Also, could I instruct Peyton to also do the same thing? To, like, put out a weapon and try to sweep the legs? Peyton's like, oh, that's my move, baby. You don't have to worry about that. And he looks over at Glenn's tendons and sees that the wound is still fresh. And he goes, like, I've been training for this my whole life. (laughs) Like, punch zoom on the tendons. Yeah. Walt's the immoral. uh, Actually, I got to roll to see if he landed correctly or not. I didn't do that for him. So Walter came out. He fell onto his face. But then he he begins to. Isn't bullywug like a frog? What? 
Aren't they like frogs? They're they bu- yeah, he's a bully wog, so he's frog-like. Yeah, yeah they have faces frog still. Man. They have faces and they're allowed to be clumsy, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So he falls onto his face <laughs> and he pushes himself up and mud's dripping off of his face and he sees these five people coming at him and he goes, I didn't come this far to lose my son now. And he pulls out his sword and he just Whoa, fucking charges at him with the sword held high. Oh, oh yeah. I think He's I have like a crush on Walter now. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, he looks exactly like the frog. Oh from no, my heart. <laughs> okay, so he, he's going to attack, and he misses horribly. No! no, I'm getting flashbacks to the son in Gladiator when he's like, "Mama, he's a daddy." <laughs> he <runs out laughs> and just gets lit up in the greatest horse kill of all time. <laughs> Uh, that that moment's like it's horrible, but it's like it's legitimately funny, right? <laughs> like, like we used to watch that in slow motion on no. DVD. It was so funny. <laughs> Go watch it again. It's a funny moment. The violence moment. in that movie. I was young enough when I saw that. Like when the girl gets cut in half by the like blades on the chariot. Oh, yeah. I was like, do I not like movies? Do I not want to watch movies anymore? <laughs> Okay, so the guy that he swung at, the one who's on the Mastiff, swings back at him and connects. And he does 12 damage to Walter, just boom in the face with a mace. And Walter falls down. God damn. Glenn would go next because you're up there pretending your shit is stuck and you wanted Nick to throw, right? Correct. And I'm going to do a little bardic inspiration for Nick, by the way. See everyone yelling at my bardic inspiration? You happy now? Can you do that? Like, is there a limit on how often you can do bardic inspiration? This will be the last one prior to arrest that I will be able to do. Okay, so which one would you like to target? The one on the Mastiff, the small pony, the... Oh, just whatever's the easiest one. All right, fair enough. I mean, ponies are already small, you know? Yeah. It's like, if it's a small pony, it can't be that cool. How big are these birds? So the birds are human size, basically. They are bipedal. So there's a human-sized bird on, like, a teeny tiny pony that... Yeah. Like, okay. It's trying its best. It's yeah. really... It's, it's, really like, it's it doing everything it can. Well, it's still, like... It's, like, really strong, though. You know how you look at a group of friends, and you're like, one of these people gets made fun of by the other friends, and that's their bonding thing? You can tell it's that one. This um, is the bird. If they were playing in 64, this bird would have the Mad Cats controllers. You, you look at a group of friends, yeah, exactly. and you say, that one's a big human-sized bird on a tiny pony. <laughs> Let's try to make that a thing, Dungeon Daddy's fans. So yeah, he's going to throw it at the guy on the tiny horse. And he goes back with his arm and Daryl can see he's in horrible form for like throwing a football or whatever. And he just kind of chucks it and it smashes into the face of the Kenku and acid spreads all over his face. Unfortunately, you've lost that item now because it shatters. Oh, a good death. He falls off of his tiny pony, grabbing at his face. He's going, <laughs> as feathers begin to fly everywhere. Oh, man. Damn. Feathers take this from an R rating to a PG-13. <laughs> and then one of the guys that's on the uh, camel is now within range of you, Glenn, who are pretending to be trapped, but you're not. And this is where I go. <laughs> Just kidding, motherfucker. And I pull out my gun. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought you were gone. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something cute, like, let's bust this hump. And I'm going to fucking <laughs> shoot my human firearm <laughs> at this bird. Okay. You keep shooting at birds. Were you shooting at Henry's dad? <laughs> he just hates birds. He hates birds. <laughs> All right, give me a roll. 
All right. I don't remember what Chekhov's gun does other than shoot bullets. Shoot birds. You can use it to hurt people, or you can shoot it into the air, and the smoke will show you something that is like relevant to the situation. Yeah, you can do important stuff, or you can kill kill people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, or you can shoot birds. It has advantage on shooting birds, apparently. Freddie, are you using iron sights? You got a reflex on there, hollow? What's it got? What kind of camo do you have? Glenn is totally one of those guys that you go over to his house and you're like looking for a popsicle or some ice cream, and he's got like three live ducks in the freezer that he's like hunt himself. And he's like, yeah, we're going out next weekend too. 11 plus 6, 17. That is enough. So the Kenku, the last thing it sees is you raising a gun. The last thing you see of it is its utter surprise and confusion of what the fuck you're holding because it's never seen anything like that before. And then bang, it hits him right through the chest and he is launched off the back of his horse and just falls over and stops moving. So that's that's two of them taken care of. This is horrific. I give a thumbs up to Nick because it's the close boys that made that happen. <laughs> Nick gives you a thumbs up. There's still some acid spills from the jar onto his hands. So it's like burning through his his thumb so he's like like shaking a little bit trying to keep it yeah like fight club he's (laughs) trying to keep his smile going and keep cool about it not acknowledge it as it drips down his thumb but he's like yeah we did it dad we did it so daryl it is your turn i'm inspired by nick's great throw and i try to flash back to my days of uh know what i'll just (laughs) canonically uh daryl tried to play baseball and he wanted to be a pitcher but he was terrible at pitching so right before he throws he remembers the day that he threw all balls and lost so i'm gonna give myself disadvantage on this throw okay (laughs) i'll I'll tell you right away disadvantage or not it did not matter because my first (laughs) roll was a three (laughs) <laughs> and my second was a 10 either way so Ooh. three plus what dexterity for throwing it whiffs completely just oh no through the air uh through the through the window uh between the bodies of two of the other kenku and then grant sees you completely managed to whiff and he goes no like this and he winds up with his axe wait before he does it i look at him i go <laughs> just sweaty hands slipped slipped right out it was good aim but i just slipped he goes uh-huh and he <laughs> looses the axe and it sails like hor- like you did a vertical you know, baseball thing. He just does mm-hmm. it like uh, he's doing the hammer toss in the Olympics. And it sails through the air, spinning horizontally and just fucking let me roll damage. Oh, my God. It just fucking decapitates the kick you on the mask. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. And blood shoots out of the stump on this Kenku's body. And you can see Grant is smiling. Oh, oh my gosh. Thumbs still up. I'm like, man, Nick, it's weird how we basically did that. And that was like, fine. But it's like different now. Weird. <laughs> weird. It's, it is weird. It is it's weird. weird. It's weird. It's weird, though. I don't know. It's weird. I'm very upset. <laughs> Daryl definitely notices it. I think he's still pretty embarrassed about missing his. Uh, and he's also happy that one of the five creatures are dead. That's trying to kill them. But yes, he notices that Grant seems a little bit too. How many bounty hunters are still up? So uh, one got thrown off by acid, one got killed by Glenn, and one just got killed by uh, Grant. So there are two left. The one on the... And they went, wee, 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 all the way home. All the way home. <laughs> uh, I feel like if we the... groan every time a kid kills something in this podcast, we're going to be groaning a lot. It feels like we have a lot of, <laughs> a lot of combat and we got a it's lot of kids. Just like that. If we celebrate every time that a kid kills something in this podcast, we won't have a podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Matt, I don't know how to tell you, but when Nick does it, it's cool, but when Grant does it, it's sad and upsetting. I don't, it's not, it's just no, different. So yeah, it's Henry's turn. Henry is going to cast Guardian of Nature and turn into a big burly tree guy. Whoa. And I'm going to just stand my ground. Have you cast this before? Huh? Yeah, I did this in the fight with the dads. Yeah. yeah remember Aaron said it was problematic? 
Oh, uh, no. yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I learned nothing from Aaron calling me out on cultural tree appropriation. And I my skin appears barky, leaves sprout from my hair, and I gain the following benefits. So I get 10 hit points. I get constitution saving throws with advantage. And I get dexterity and wisdom-based attack rolls with advantage. The ground within 15 feet of me is difficult terrain for my enemies. Cool. Oh, your root system, like, upturns the sidewalk, and the city has to spend $100,000 <laughs> to fix it. Yes, it's a real problem. If they were on bikes, though, their approach would be so much cooler. Like, they're like, hell yeah, got some tree roots and bumps to ride. You guys didn't do that? No, you- it's, instead, they're, they are in an elephant and uh, a camel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Were you standing in front of the carts or behind the carts, Henry? I'm probably right behind wherever Grant and Daryl were. Okay, then you're behind the cards. Okay, so then, yes, both Ron and Dennis. And Peyton. And Peyton, of course. <laughs> the three favorite characters on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you have uh, a guy on a, a camel and a guy on a skinny elephant heading towards you. And they walk into a bar. <laughs> nice one, Ron. Uh, I'm going to go for the skinny elephant and try to sweep the legs. You're going to like try to like slice at its legs? Yeah. Give me a attack roll. Natty 20, baby. Shit. So you're going to roll. Wait, wait, wait. Ashley, you got to give us that Dennis catchphrase every time he gets the Natty 20. It wouldn't be the same without that signature Dennis catchphrase. Let's hear it. Whenever Dennis gets a natural 20, he goes, I'm just happy to be here. (laughs) Okay. So as, as is always the case when Dennis rolls a natural 20 on combat, you're going to roll whatever your damage die is twice. And then you're going to add the damage modifier. And then, as you know, because you're a rogue and you're very good at playing a rogue, you're also going to roll an extra D6 of sneak attack damage. Ooh, my gatos. Okay, I think I'm going to eviscerate this person. Oh, my God. Okay, so I rolled 16 plus 6. I'm bad at math. I rolled that 22. Many. 22. Wait, you 22. rolled... You rolled an eight and then an eight and then a six. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. So literally, <laughs> that Dennis touch, baby. That's that Dennis fucking Dennis touch. energy. I love it. Just happy to be here. You, you, <laughs> you roll Dennis. out and you fucking slice that elephant's like tendon and. Even though it's a skinny elephant, all of its mass is suddenly concentrated on that one newly bad leg, oh. and it collapses into the ground, and its head hits the ground at the wrong angle, and its neck just snaps, oh, and it dies instantly, which also throws the kenku off of it. I'm going to roll damage for the kenku as well. Dennis sheds a single tear for the elephant. He wished he didn't have to kill. The kenku's head hits the ground and also snaps, like, seconds later. <laughs> <laughs> so now... Ron, you have the last remaining guy who's on the camel uh, coming at you. Uh, yeah. So again, exactly like Dennis just did. Why don't you go ahead and roll to attack? What Ron is going to do is try to like grab around the camel's leg while like throwing the knife at it. Like throws the knife, then dives for the legs. If that <laughs> makes sense. Uh, uh, okay. You want to throw your knife at the camel and then dive at the camel's legs. If possible, yes. I would love that. (laughs) All right, so give me a ranged attack with advantage to throw the knife. Shit. Um, That is... (laughs) Oh, no. So that's going to be a seven. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. no. Well, luckily... That, uh, no, there's nothing. I'm joking. Um, (laughs) And then you're going to dive at its legs. So give me an acrobatics check, I guess. Okay. Disadvantage. Is Ron trying to tackle a camel? Is that what I'm (laughs) hearing here? (laughs) Yeah. Obviously. It's kind of like diving in front of a train. I think he can do it. 
Dennis believes in you, buddy. Dennis, I can do this with, without you. <laughs> you say that, and Terry looks over at Dennis. He's like, he can do it. Camel um, top speed, forty miles an hour. Um, I eleven. <laughs> eleven? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Mm. <laughs> my humps, my humps, my lovely camel humps. Check it out. Okay, so what happens is you dive. I drive these camels crazy. I do it on the daily. They're asking for my water. I said, oh, don't you bother. Thanks, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, man. So you dive forward into the camel's legs and you manage to successfully grab on to one of them. Although grab on is maybe not the right. Basically, one of the hoofs just hits you directly in the chest. Oh, and your body is in such pain that you just like Whoa! and like all your limbs go inward or contort and you continue to hang on to the hoof. So take a D8 of damage. How much health do you have left? <gasps> I only have 13 left. Ooh, oh, and then, this, then this isn't going to kill you. <laughs> it's like seven damage. Oh, okay. oh my God. But the camel is going to be more susceptible to fall over if anything hits it because it is now like imbalanced because it has a Ron on one of its legs. Okay. <laughs> nice. All right. So now it is Henry's turn. Henry having transformed into a big ass tree man. This <gasps> distempered camel is coming at you. Wait, Anthony. Yeah. Did Peyton get a go? Uh, oh, that's true. Oh, you're right. You're right. Okay. So let me give Payton a quick roll. It's so nice that we have Dennis here to remind us about Payton because like, I mean, if you weren't here, we would totally just forget about Payton. I know. You can't. You can't forget for about like Payton. For like an entire episode. <laughs> He's MVP. <laughs> Most valuable Payton. Most valuable Payton. <laughs> Payton completely whiffs the air oh. and he goes, nailed it. Um, <laughs> like not ironically, like he thinks he did it. Dennis claps yeah. him on the back. And says, good job, buddy. He goes, thank you, Dennis. Your praise means the most to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, Henry, what do you do? Uh, fucking Walter the Immoral ate like major shit, right? Yes. Henry is going to cast Healing Word at Walter. Wait, you um, deal with that after. After. How about Ron? <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of... Uh... In a big oh, that's right. That's, shit, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh um, why, why don't you give it to Dennis, huh? He's only got. He's only got. A, he's only just a little bit wounded or something. But yeah, just give it to Dennis. Um, okay, I'm gonna cast Healing Spirit, uh, which I don't think I've cast before. So I call forth a Nature Spirit to soothe the wounded. So basically, this is a little healing buddy now that. Can appear in a space that is a five foot cube that I can see within range, and it looks like a transparent beast or fae. Parentheses, my choice. I'm going to say it looks like a little piglet, Ooh. a little teacup pig with wings, and I'm going to be like, Aww. "I'll heal all of you when pigs fly." <laughs> and um, how does the pig heal? Does it like give you little kisses with its snout? Oh, a little nuzzle. That's what I want. It gives nuzzle? you all, yeah, exactly. Yes, a little does nuzzle. It, it, does it do the babe like la la la? Oh, I love this thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> Baram <yep>. you. <laughs> Baram you. You have to milk the pig oh, and then no. that pig milk. God, Freddie ruined now it. Now I hate D and D. Yeah, now I hate a pig it. above its tail. Oh, okay, so wow. talking about it. You have to become a spider and spin a web that says some pig and then you're healed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Ron, this little magical flying piglet appears. And as the camel takes you uh, through the piglet's sort of like no fly zone, uh, the piglet rushes up and nuzzles you and gives you a little piglet nuzzle and you feel uh, 2d6 worth of HP better. Okay, I got eight. It's pretty good. 
what if the pig just like killed the camel? You know, yeah, wouldn't the camel be freaked out by a ghost pig appearing yeah, right and flying right at it? Look, if Anthony is feeling charitable and it's a pretty adorable pig, so I don't know that if I grab the pig and throw it toward the camel. <laughs> This, the uh, pig is intangible, unfortunately. It's a nature spirit. It's not an actual flying pig. So it should only be able normal. to hurt other nature, like a camel. <laughs> the camel's probably like, oh, it's a healing spirit spell. I see this shit all the time. I live in Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yeah, even if it wasn't intangible and you grabbed the healing pig and threw it at the camel, it would just kiss the camel and heal the camel. <laughs> Oh, that's cute. So though. no, that doesn't happen. Some guys have all I the like luck. I like that. And would that be so bad? So everybody does their fucking turn, right? <laughs> and then <laughs> the one goddamn remaining Kenku on the camel is going to try to turn around. So he's going to roll to see if he can make his camel turn around on a dime to read. Wait, 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 Anthony, this is very important. So it's a bird named a Kenku. Would you say that that's a Kenku chicken? <laughs> Holy all right, you get, shit. You get inspiration. That's for you. <laughs> That's for you. Holy That's one for God. all you LA yeah, Will folks Will has a out real kanku for puns. Oh, fuck, Will. Like a sex kink, but like kanku. <laughs> this is not my episode, guys. This is not my episode. <laughs> okay, so kanku chicken tries to turn the camel really quickly, uh, but because of its disadvantage, because of the rawn attached to its wheels, you basically act like a banana from Mario Kart, and you <laughs> cause the camel to essentially spin out, and... Uh, it sort of runs into the wall and is basically just drops three gold coins. <laughs> yeah, it drops a bunch of gold coins. The Kenku falls off of it and he is right in front of you, Ron. Let's see. I just want to hit him. I just want to hit him with all the, the rage that I wish that I could hit the memory of Dennis and whether or not he exists or not. Yeah. Weird thing to say, but sure. Under my breath, I'm just going to be like, wasn't even here last Time I checked, and now he's better at everything. Rogue, I bet he just wants to be a new stepfather now, and he's gonna have Terry Jr. pretty soon. And hey, buddy, are you okay? You're kind of just looking at that guy and mumbling to yourself. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit him. Give me a roll. Does the Kanku hear that? Like, does he hear Rosie? I'm gonna hit him. Yeah, yeah. The Kanku's <laughs> like, wait, no, don't stop. <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be a 13. Okay. Just not great rolls for me today. It's not great, but that's enough. He, has, he fell off. He has a pretty low AC right now. So Thanks you, for saying you, that. You hit, a lot. you hit him. <laughs> and I feel like since he just fell off and he's a little bit dazed, if you want to, you can do the thing you were, it seems like you were pointing toward of just like straddling him and just angrily talking about your feelings while you just beat the tar out of him. Um, I think, yeah, I'm like straddling him and talking about my feelings, but I'm staring at Dennis while beating the shit out of him. <laughs> oh my God. That's such threatening energy. I like it very yeah. much. You knock the Kenku out and you are now officially out of combat. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Dungeons and Dice is brought to you this week by Pretty Litter. It's springtime. Get your dick up. Oh, sorry. That's oh, what? Nope, there. not this. No. Sorry. sorry. We got so many ads. Pretty, right. is... Pretty Litter is delivered in discreet packages. <laughs> discreet packaging. <laughs> and it smells nice. 
rather, it smells like nothing because it traps odor with its powerful crystal matrix. It's ultra absorbent, lightweight, low dust. One six pound bag works right for the month. It's a kitty litter. And this crystal matrix allows for changes in color in case your cat has potential illnesses. In their Take a red pill. No one can be told what the crystal yes. matrix is. You have yeah. to piss on it to find out. <laughs> like urinary tract infections, kidney issues, basically anything that goes through the pee hole, it can detect it. See that cat dressed in red? <laughs> <laughs> that's mine. Look, Look again. <laughs> pretty litter also ships free. You think that's piss you're breathing? <laughs> <laughs> pretty litter ships free right to my door. They'll have that big, huge kitty litter bags all over the place. The my cat's those. just been taking a dump in the desert of the real. Ah! <laughs> I don't want <laughs> Sorry, too many good Matrix things. One time my cat um, peed and it was like telling the litter box, like, dodge this. I hate this litter box. One time it's the like... smell. <laughs> <laughs> yes! I just like that movie. <laughs> Three litter yep. is amazing. You have to try it. it. Gives me peace of mind for my cat's yeah. health especially when it comes to piss-related health issues. And it's also a great kitty litter, too. Go to prettylitter.com slash daddies. That's prettylitter.com slash daddies to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. Prettylitter.com slash daddies. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. yeah. Last time I got pretty litter in the mail from them, I got a little cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Dungeons and Dice is brought to you this week by Blue Nile. Buy I'm tired jewelry. of living in a state of denial. I gotta get engaged. <laughs> it's time to get married, everybody. Yeah. Buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around. They get a gift. It's probably pretty good. One would hope. And you get to see the look on their face when they open it. The hard part, finding the right piece. Yeah, there's nothing stopping you from buying the ring you want now while you're waiting to find the man that you need. Later, later, right? Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. absolutely what I should be doing. <laughs> yeah, just buy the ring you want now. Figure out how to get the perfect piece at the best price, Bath. BlueNile.com. Thousands of independently graded diamonds and fine jewelry at prices significantly below retail. I wish I could find thousands retail. of independently graded men. Am I right? <laughs> oh, peace of well. mind with every purchase. You ain't getting that on Hinge. With some of the highest quality standards in the industry, not even Raya can keep up with that. Whether you want to make a classic statement. about online dating, the odds are good, but the goods are odd. <laughs> Whether you may want to make a classic statement by gifting a white gold tennis bracelet. That's a... White gold white cocaine? A tennis bracelet? Ooh. Like in, like in Challengers. Like in Challengers, oh, yep. Fuck yes. Or maybe. Just like in Challengers. Yep. Sapphire and Diamond hoop earrings. Ben, let's start bracelets. by finding one guy before it's no, too I high. I need two. <laughs> and they need to make out with each other, too. Blue Nile jewelry experts can help you find the perfect gift for what is it? A thruple situation? What is it? Is it Jules and Jim? Like, what is Challengers? What was it? It's kind of like a, a combative thruple. Yeah. Oh my God. The dream, right? Yeah. What jewelry will I need to buy to make the two boys kiss? Uh, well, you know, you could ask Blue Nile's experts because they're available 24 7 by phone or chat to answer technical questions and give recommendations for every budget. What are some expected or unexpected challenges you might encounter when shopping for jewelry grips? Well, first and foremost, when you have two tennis players vying yes. for your attention and <laughs> you're trying to make ring them, sizes. Yep, multiple sizing, different tastes. You want to make them jealous of each other. Yes. And you want to recreate that famous scene in Challengers when Zendaya holds up an engagement ring and goes, which whatever you kiss is best. <laughs> <I guess." laughs> and the two boys kiss each other. 
Good Blue Nile. Nile. And also, while they're kissing each other in your hotel room, you can feel great about your purchase because Blue Nile <laughs> also offers a diamond price match guarantee. They might be locking lips and tonguing each other, but, but you're you can not locked there, into a bad deal. You're not locked into a bad deal. That's right, man. Hell yeah. And just in case. Holy shit. 30 day returns. That's a big 3 0, AKA a finished set in tennis. <laughs> Shop Blue Nile today. You're going to love, love these rings. <laughs> Shop Blue Nile today and experience the ease and convenience of the original online jeweler. Go to BlueNile.com today. That's BlueNile.com. So to reiterate, with the exception of the elephant that snapped his neck, all the steeds are still there and they're just kind of like, uh, like they're just like looking around riderless. Hey guys, new steeds. So yeah, if you want to try an animal handling check to just get a steed for yourself, yes, that's something yes, you can do. Yes, I yes, mean, yes. yes, I feel like I would check on the, okay, so this is the hard part because Matt the Gamer wants the Mastiff so badly for Daryl, but Daryl would definitely not be like, hey, time to get a dog. He'd be like, he's running over to Ron right now and checking to see if this bird creature is alive and talking are the animals also bounty hunters are they spies too i don't think so ron i think there's just there's just animals like i don't think you blame the horse for you know what the rider does well <laughs> that'd be pretty cruel that's kind of weird though if you think about it, because the ones that win the kentucky derby they name the horses and not the riders hmm I, i'm pretty sure the riders of the horses have names glenn yeah also the horse doesn't get the money glenn it's not like they give the horse the money a lot to think about guys a lot to think about <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest thing Glenn has ever said. <laughs> Ron may have a point. I'm just going to have a look-see. I'm going to do a uh, perception check on these animals. To do what? To see if, And see if they're sketchy. Now roll insight to see if animals are sketchy. <laughs> Can I try to do like a stealth insight check on Dennis? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I do a uh, 17 on insight. They're just animals. They have no nefarious purposes. I think it's okay, buddy. I don't think they're spies. Hold on. I'm waiting for my role about you to come in. <laughs> <laughs> I got a 21. So, as has been your suspicion this entire time, <laughs> Dennis is the coolest guy. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, God damn it. I knew it. Has this been your suspicion the entire time? Dennis, as far as you can tell, was not actually a part of this party. You just sort of turned after Walter the Immortal showed up and he was just in the group with you guys and everyone was suddenly acting like he had been there the entire time. Something is wrong about him. As Ron is realizing this, Dennis is petting the Mastiff and he looks great. He is... <laughs> Dennis you know, or the Mastiff? just... Both. <laughs> it looks like a catalog for yoga, if that exists. Uh, dad huddle. All right. Hey, Dennis, Dennis get on in here. Dennis trots up. Yeah, Dennis trots yeah, Dennis, up. Come no, on. Gonna, Walter says, like, can we do this dad huddle at speed? No, Could you, no. like, get on? It's, can we it's, go? It's, it's just a, a dad huddle for, um, uh, um. Oh, Walter, do you want to be involved here? And no, I, I don't want to be involved. Walter I just want us to I go. Sort of bring him. Yes. Okay. All right, uh, uh, Dennis, <laughs> you and Walter have a dad huddle over there. Oh, no, we're here. We're here already. Then, okay, we're here for the dad so, huddle. Uh, and then I try to grab Henry, Daryl, and Glenn and just sort of, like, shift them over. <laughs> Okay. okay, yeah, we can we can do it over here. Uh, Dennis, we're all having the dead hovel over here, I guess. I say, hey, kids, can you tie up that chicken over there? <laughs> Just make sure he doesn't wake up and attack us. They were doing it before you asked them yeah. to. And then Walter's <laughs> going to go around and he's going to do animal handling checks to try to, like, calm the fucking... <laughs> to fuck okay. uh, the flying pig. <laughs> yeah. So is, is Dennis part of the dad huddle or not? <laughs> I'm waving yeah. Dennis over. Yeah, let's yeah. see. Okay. Dad huddle, dad huddle. Good idea. Over. Good call, Ron. Dad huddle. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, th thank you. Oh, for being here. Um, <laughs> sure. Some more than others. So, okay. 
What's that yep. about, Ron? I'll tell you what, 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 that's, what that's about, because we are being stalked by our fathers. You know what? I think I know what's going on here. I think, Ron, I know, I think you know what's going on, too. I think there's Dennis. been a lot of tension between us. There has you been. Know, I said some unkind things about your pants a few ventures ago. I know we all talked about this. <laughs> no, we you had didn't. It, we had you it didn't in actually. Right. Because you never you said anything remember? about me because you weren't even here. I, hey, but Ron. Ron, look, I know you're upset. And I know we haven't really cleared the air about it. I just... You talked about it a lot. I thought it was kind of disquieting. I talked to the other dads no, about it. No, sort of you were disquieting. You were so quiet. Me. You weren't even like a voice. Your voice was Ron. not here. Your entire body was not Could here. Could you maybe try to talk to him for me? I know I haven't been the best with him in the past. And I, I, I want to yeah, try to Yeah, he build hasn't the been the best with me in the past. He hasn't been the best with any of you. Guys, wake up. Dennis is not real. He just got here. <laughs> he, I, I, what? I, now, Ron, we've all had beef with the other dads at various points. You know, I kind of lost my cool with Daryl once or twice and with Glenn. And, mm. you know... Mm-hmm. And a lot of times after that happened, I wanted to pretend like it hadn't happened either. You know, I remember like yeah. I didn't want to talk to Glenn, but it's like, you know, it's important to look the other dads deep in the eyes and hear them when they're communicating with um, them. So, you and know, also remember, okay, look okay. at what we just did. The five of us, we just defeated these creatures. Like we all did something super cool. Like, you know, yeah, me it would and my be axe even was cool and we all did something really cool. I mean, yeah, I guess, you know, that'd be less of us did the same thing would be more yeah, impressive. It, but like it, it my point is as a team, it, we did a good job. Okay, Dennis. If you've been here the whole time, then uh-huh. let me see your phone. My phone? Uh, yeah, sure. And I hand it over. <laughs> yes. We haven't checked in with Miranda in a while. I'm sure she's worried about you and Ulysses. Should we call Miranda? Uh, no, no. I, I, yeah, I'll call Miranda. Uh, if that's even her name, Dennis. Of course, it's Miranda. She's in the PTA with Dennis. Like Dennis, the- roll Arcana. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, I got a natural 20, but my Arcana is minus one. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Okay, yeah, it's a phone he hands you. (laughs) He hands you a phone that is a phone. Oh, my God. If you scroll through it, one of the contacts is definitely Miranda. Go ahead and call her. What are the other contacts? They are Justin, Chadwick, (laughs) uh, Keanu Reeves, uh, B. Sanders, uh... Yeah, every cool person. <laughs> I would like to call Beth May. Okay. Oh my oh, god! Oh my what? god! Call Beth May. Oh my god! I dial it up. Uh, right. He said, "Cool person." Uh, yeah. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> yeah, he should have said, "Coolest person." <laughs> okay. Okay. So you hear this? This is this is so many levels down. Okay. So <laughs> you hear the phone click as somebody picks it up, and you hear a voice go. It's me, Beth. <laughs> Beth, you don't sound like yourself. You yeah. sound awful. <laughs> no, uh, this is what I always sound like. Uh, How are you, Ronald? Okay, uh, Beth, have you ever encountered a situation where you knew that somebody was not supposed to be with you, but they were with you anyway? Like, like think about all of your ex-boyfriends, and you think, like, you walk into a situation, and you think, this person should not be here. It doesn't fit with the group, but they're there anyway. What did you do to get them away? Brad, you, but, but no, you, you watch other things. I'm sure you do. You, you've been watching Alias for nonstop. Right, right. Alias, I also love. Um, um, okay, um, let's see. What is going on? Beth, so, how do you know, Dennis? Beth? 
went to college together. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ron, are you... Are you good? Yeah, can we? We Is need to eat this. You stuff. got what you want from Beth. We got a lot to do. We still haven't found the seven crystals that'll lead us to Ulysses. Uh, we still have all the other, you know, the stuff with the dads to do. Like, let's let's wrap yeah, this up. Yeah, thanks, Henry. So I want to check and see if. Dennis is an arm of the granddaddies, like the evil dad magic. And so, like, oh. I want to see if I can use my thaumaturgy to make, like, Willie's voice come out of the phone and see if Dennis, like, responds as if he works for him or something. Absolutely. So what you'll do is you use your thaumaturgy and then you can get insight with advantage on it. Okay. What do you want Willie to be saying coming out of the yeah, phone? Yeah, I'm thinking. Um, Willie's voice says, Dennis, the jig is up. Okay. So now roll insight with advantage. Yay. Okay. I got 20 total. Okay, great. So with the 20, you can see that Dennis does not react at all. Dennis doesn't Mm. even seem to really recognize the voice. So this conversation is suddenly broken up as Walter comes in holding the reins of four different animals, a mini pony, a camel, a mastiff, and a horse. And so it's like, guys, we got to go. Whatever you got to talk about, we could talk about on the road. We got to get going though, okay? Walter's right, man. We gotta find my son, Ron. Okay, can you just think of Ulysses? Whatever is between us, can you just put it aside and think of Ulysses? We have to go get him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let me just say goodbye to Beth. Hey, Beth, um, I don't know. Are you feeling okay? Maybe just, like, you know, just stay cool. Um, you're so cool. Uh, have a good time. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling confident. Good all the time. Uh... <laughs> People love me on the podcast, and yeah, bye. Call your mom. <laughs> I'll give her a ring-a-ding-ding. Can I have that back? And Dennis holds out his hand for his phone. Yeah, sure. Uh, it was good talking to to them. Dennis, who are you? I know, I know, buddy. Please <sighs> tell me. Please, please tell me that you weren't Ron. here before. Hey, Ron, we buddy, we, go. we gotta go. You, you, we gotta you go, do- Ron. Well, we'll talk about it on the road. I, so I sort of guide Ron towards the mounts and I sort of motion to the boys to like, let's, we got to get out of here. Okay. So I hand okay. Dennis the phone, but I also hang on to the phone. And so we're now holding hands essentially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. You two, this is good. Physical interaction can establish trust. Why don't you two ride on the camel together? That's a great idea, Henry. Ron, would you like to ride on the camel with me? Yeah. I'll take the, the front hump and you take the, <laughs> the back hump. I like to hug from behind, you know, as established. So yeah, like Terry Jr. is like in the middle, like at the bottom of the hump. <laughs> the yeah. In the divot. So he's just looking directly into his stepdad's ass. No, yep. no, no. Terry Jr.'s height plus Ron's height is actually made so their heads are equal. so who chooses what mount i want to say i think remember if you remember way back in the first episode i think we mentioned to the lance that grant lost our dog the mastiff looks like a huge version of the dog that grant lost oh shit does grant even register that yes i think grant would probably register that daryl just grabs grant he's like this guy looks just like chief and he leaps onto uh the mastiff okay and helps grant up yeah grant leaps on with you hey so what are the other two there's a tiny pony and a normal (laughs) horse me and nick i guess are gonna take the miniature pony perfect your your heels are dragging along the ground (laughs) (laughs) henry's secret dad fact is that he fucking hates horses. (laughs) He does not trust them. He does not like them. And he didn't realize that Daryl was just going to take the big shaggy friendly looking dog. And he's like, "Uh, (laughs) all right, um, I guess me and the boys will take the, the, the horse. 
Uh, we can do that. Uh, boys, just be very careful around it, okay? Don't spook it. Just go at it from the front. Just be very calm around this animal. The horse has a dumb smile on its face, and Lark and Sparrow go, hip, 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 and they, like, wall jump off of each other onto the horse. <laughs> and then as you approach it, Henry, the horse looks you dead in the eye and goes, what's the problem? <laughs> you scared? Don't be scared. <laughs> Henry's thrown by the horse talking to him and he goes I, I, I'm fine I'm fine hello horse my name is Henry Oak I did not realize horses could talk here I've had bad experiences with horses in the past and I'm not going to let that cloud my judgment about you because you know I don't want to be prejudiced against all horses uh, so I'm going to judge ahead a horse and- by its cover that, that uh, sure uh, and I'm going to go ahead and get on top of you now if that's okay with you please do Hey, buddy, can you talk? I, I, I ruffle the, the dog's ears. I'm like, can you talk, boy? And the dog looks, he goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can talk. Yeah, you can talk. And I rub his ears more. Good boy. Ron leans over. So I'd love to find out if this camel talks, but more importantly, <laughs> let's you and I talk, Dennis. How about a friendly game of never have I ever? Hmm. Actually, you know, it would be really nice to talk to the whole group once we get going. I think maybe what you're sensing from there's some tension. I have something I want to get off my chest, but I really want to talk to all the dads about it. Oh, okay. Hey, Peyton, it looks like that camel's full up. Maybe you want to hop on here with a, a Grant and I. Uh, yeah, all right. All right, why not? And then he jumps on the tail and just holds onto the tail. And he's just <laughs> dangling from it as the, as the <laughs> mastiff starts, starts He's walking. like water skiing. He's like water yeah, skiing. pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Adorable. So, a couple hours later, you guys are on the road. Walter basically says, okay, so my thought is this. I think you're being tracked probably by those bad guys you're, you're trying to fight, but they're looking for you as a group with your kids, and you guys kind of stand out wherever you tend to go. So I was thinking I could take your kids temporarily while you go and do other stuff, and then they would be safe with me, and I could drive around with them and then keep them out of the bad guy's sight. Is that, is that cool with you? Does that make sense? No, no, it seems pretty dangerous, and I think it's probably going to be safer for all the kids to be with you, Walter, but... Didn't Aaron say something about our anchors being tied to us? Like us, like the whole family? Aaron O'Neill's leaf vibrates and she goes, yeah. Aaron, <laughs> hey, I got a question. I got a magic question for you. Yeah. Does our kidney be with us when we go to the anchor or can we keep them all like in safety? So the way that it works is because the anchor is specifically tuned to the dad energy between you and your son, it's basically negative dad energy that's powering this anchor, right? It's the relationship that you have with your omega daddy. It needs an influx of positive dad energy from you and your son to basically destroy it. So the two of you need to work together to destroy the anchor and you can't do it on your own. Well, we got plenty of that. Don't we, Grant? And I put my fist out for Grant. Grant uh, is, uh, uh, he just like puts his hand on your fist and like covers the whole thing and it's still bloody. <laughs> oh, hey. Yeah, I don't know the kid's handshakes, but cool, cool buddy. <laughs> like try to shake his hand. Well, still. look, we haven't All even right. found Ulysses yet. So maybe it's worth ha- letting Walter have the kids while we go do that because that might be kind of dangerous. When Dennis says that, you hear Aaron go, <sighs> Is Dennis still with you? <laughs> Aaron, you know about Dennis? Yes, Aaron, I'm here. I hate Dennis. I don't understand why you hate me so much. I happen to respect you very much. Hey, Aaron, Aaron, it's me, Ron. I hate Dennis, too. I, uh, well, <laughs> I Ron, don't hate him. Ron, that's not a healthy way He's to really talk. Nice. I can hear him. I don't know how to put this, but uh, you don't really see Dennis that often before. He hasn't been around here before. I'm not trying to pick him up at a bar. It's just he just not, doesn't exist. Aaron immediately starts whispering, Ron. I'm trying to play hard to get with Dennis. I fucking fuck Dennis. Don't <laughs> You're in love with Dennis? <laughs> Terry, Terry Jr. He's so hot and nice and a firefighter. What no, am I, I know, oh, I know. You ruined it. You ruined it. And the leaf hangs up. <laughs> Terry Jr. 
Uh, yeah, what's up? Can we hop off this camel just a second and, <laughs> and talk, maybe, you and I? I need you to trust me on something. That guy, Dennis, that really hot guy, that firefighter yoga bod guy, he's he just showed up. I swear this isn't sort of like a mustache thing, although I should probably introduce you to my fake talking mustache. Oh, sure. uh, did you hear that? Terry goes, ah, yep. <laughs> Mr. Mustache loves you, Terry. Uh, Mr. Mustache, say say hi to Terry. Hello, Terry. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. So if maybe we could all convince all the other dads that Dennis hasn't been here, or maybe does Dennis even believe that he's been here? So Terry looks at you, and you can see on his face he's really trying to piece out what your play is because. You've come to sort of notice and realize whenever somebody talks to you, there is a brief period where they're trying to sort of like calibrate to what wavelength you're on and make the internal decision as to whether or not they're going to listen and or try to like piece together what you're trying to do. And this is the first time you've seen somebody do that and realize that everything that you're saying is true and genuine and not a weird thing and not a joke, not you trying to be self-deprecating or trying to, to understand something about yourself. Like he actually understands you and his eyes sort of clear and he goes like oh and he suddenly gets scared because he's sitting directly in front of this person and he goes uh yeah yeah whatever you need sure yeah you okay yeah we could do this together uh hi guys uh maybe we could do a wide animal dad huddle but doodlers i want to bring something to your attention okay ron what's up dennis the yoga dad bod has only been here for like an hour. Okay, this is sort of what I'm talking about. And I, I sort of want to, I've been scared to bring this up to you guys. Something's been off since we met the Omega Dads. Yeah, you know, I've kind of felt like something's weird too. Like there's just this gnawing feeling in the back of my head. I feel the same. And I, I think it really has to do with, it just doesn't sit right with me what happened to Scam Likely. Uh, there's just something about that that just, it's just sticking with me. And I. What about? We led him to his death. I mean, I, mean, I, mean, Dennis. I mean, Dennis, I, you know, I, I'm not one to disagree with you because you're pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, but hold like, on one second, Dennis. I mean, I guess. You know, you know what? You're right. He I mean, we're in a dangerous no, situation, no, but he knew, he, he, knew he, he knew what he was getting into. He died doing what he did. What do you mean he knew what he was getting into? I got I to gotta, I gotta side with the guys here. I feel like, you know, we he offered us a free scam and we we took him up on it. And we're not the ones who killed him. But our dads killed him. And we're going to try to go right that wrong. So, you know, I, I, what are you getting at? You don't Dennis? feel any remorse? We're the reason he's dead. No, I mean, look, I feel, yes, I feel horrible that Scam Likely died. That was a horrible, there's been a lot of tough things that's happened on this journey. And I, you know, we had our differences with him. You know, he tried to screw us over many times. Well, he's but just like, a yeah, goof. He just, that's that just the type of person he was, you know. He was out for a goof and he's he Dennis was trying to help name? us and we got him what killed. What is your real name? I mean, yeah, he like impersonated me once and that's like not cool, you know. I mean, you don't yeah, buy someone I, else's style. I mean, look, I, I, there are times that I felt, I mean, we dropped a whole pyramid on a group of people. I felt really bad about that. I still do. I don't want to think about it. I'm compartmentalizing it. But I got to say, with regards to Scam Likely, I know I don't feel like I'm sad. He, he died trying to help us, but he Dennis, also dicked us he over gave like a me lot. His mustache. Would he do that if he didn't love us? Dennis, I, I guess. Um, I mean, I totally hear you, dude. Like, totally good to express your feelings. Like, clearly we feel bad about do it. Do you kind of clearly what, feel what, bad about it? What do you want to do with this, though? Like, what's the you what are you trying to, to yeah. care at all? Um, I, you don't seem to care at all. So as you hear that Who Framed Roger Rabbit-esque uh, uh, <laughs> horrible noise <laughs> oh come out of God. Dennis, the visage of Dennis 
morphs into that of a borderline, like, non-Euclidean creature that looks like the love child of the library and Benedict Cabbage Patch. It's basically got legs and arms that change number every time you try to count them. It's made entirely of the same color of, like, pink flesh all over it, but it also has a very pronounced mustache and an incredible quaff of hair that looks like it on its own could seduce anyone (laughs) in the world. Yoga bod hot core dad, is this your king of kings now, ladies? You're you're gonna go to yoga all early to to get with this guy, huh? Yes, Ron, very clever. He's been with us the whole time because he's so hot and so cool. Very clever. It is me, Mark Likely. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) And you've killed my brother. And as a result, I'm going to ruin your lives! <laughs> Shut up, Mark, and tell us what you did with Dennis. <laughs> Mark, where's Dennis, you bastard? <laughs> so as, as you say that, Dennis looks at you with some confusion, and slowly the memories of Dennis begin to resolve themselves into what they truly are, which were implanted Memories. You can feel them like somebody incepted you with the memories of what Dennis had been doing with you all of this time. It, that the origin of all those incepted memories, you know that they came from Mark Likely. I wish that I, instead of freaking out, I had just been like, oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to bamf away, but before he does, he's going to say, Aaron O'Neill can get it, though! (laughs) (laughs) All of its arms and legs begin to crawl into its own chest, and it, like, starts, like, compressing inward. Like, there's a black hole inside of his chest, and he's sucking himself into himself, and then he basically disappears entirely, and he's gone. Like that. Like that. He's gone. gone. And so now you have to decide, regardless of what role-playing stuff happens, you have to decide which of the dad's anchors you're going after first. So Henry just drops to the ground in astonishment at the crazy eldritch nonsense he just saw. And he goes, what? What? Oh, my God. This whole time, Dennis wasn't real. If Dennis wasn't real, what is real? And Ron, you knew none of us saw it, but you did. You saw through it, Ron, and we ignored you. And for that, I am truly sorry. And I kneel at Ron's feet and I bow my head in humility. Uh, run. Terry goes just like just like at the end of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh. Just like at the end of Lord of the Rings. Which ending? The one where Aragorn <laughs> bows and says he's sorry. Yeah, well, I stopped watching like three hours in that movie after there's already four endings, and then everybody just keeps ending. Terry's like, I got, I got you. We're going for. I got you. Okay. I got you. That's a super fresh film take, Ron. Thanks. I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, um, Ron. Sorry. Dang. You were trying to warn us, Ron. You were right. Kids, and I turned to the assembled kids, and I was like, this is an important lesson for all of you, which is that reality is more complicated than it seems sometimes, and you you got to always check, you know, about stuff. That's what I'd say about that. You Mark know? and Sparrow both raise their hands, and they go, uh, are you sure the, the rule isn't that you're supposed to believe your friends when they ask for help and they look desperate? Because you didn't do that. None of you believed Ron. You were all very bad friends. You know, that, both of them say that simultaneously. But Dennis was our friend. I'm just saying, like, it's not that morally simple. Like, Dennis was our friend. <laughs> like, that would be a weird message, like... Don't trust one friend when he says to distrust and hate another friend. Clearly, Daryl has never been a girl in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, watch this. Watch this. Hey, Glenn. Henry's not real. Glenn immediately draws his gun and pins Henry to the ground. <laughs> no, no, no. 
whoa, whoa. Glenn, 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 relax. It's me. It's me. Do you're it. Glenn. Do you're an real. asshole. You're uptight. Glenn. I don't yeah. like you. Glenn, Remember, Glenn, it's me, just, Henry. Yeah, Glenn, I was just trying to make a point. You don't, 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 please don't shoot Henry. Jesus. Glenn slowly puts his gun away and goes, hmm, I got my eye on you, tree man. I think it's important in a world of magic that we don't constantly distrust everything. That will go down a scary territory if we distrust everything that we see. I hope that was a one-time thing that happened. I think the lesson is trust but verify. So I think we should have listened to Ron more than we did. That's what we were saying. And then we could have independently verified that Dennis was real. And maybe, you know, we could have taken a little bit of time to do that. Okay, so, so like um, whenever I hear a threat, I'm just going to be like, picks or it didn't happen, bitch. okay so walter goes so where are we going next so i think the first thing i mean we need to drop the kids off at the pool so to speak (laughs) well i'll I'll take them in my motorcycle and then we'll split off right here but you you basically got to decide where you're going oh did we fix the motorcycle yeah (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 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 I'm, i'm very good with machines (laughs) it just stopped all you did was put a vine in it and then it came to a stop and he pulled the vine out for whatever reason this whole thing has not shaken daryl that much ever since the snake uh walked away and everything like this just things just bounce off him in this world at this point i think as everybody's yelling about dennis he's definitely uh looking at grant um who i'm assuming has a similar look on his face that he's had this whole time and he goes hey guys you know i'd really appreciate i think if we could go do my thing first i you know i would I mean, I know we all want to spend time with our kids, but like, I, I would like to, if we could go with, uh, to balls deep, <laughs> right, Glenn? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Daryl, I think you're right. We should go balls deep. Mm-hmm. Your dad's the one part of this thing we don't really understand because it seems like you got a pretty healthy relationship with him. So maybe we can recruit an ally in this fight by doing that. In the spirit of skepticism, which we learned by also trusting people, uh, Daryl's dad is the only dad I haven't seen with my own eyes. So to Daryl, I say, uh, real dad or it didn't happen, bitch. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, it'd be amazing if we find my dad. So Peyton says, I feel like I should go with Daryl and the guys. And Walter's like, well, you guys uh, trying to get away from me again? But Peyton's like, no, no, no. Honestly, I, I, for some reason, I get stuck in this world, too, because we tried to leave this world. And, and Walter's like, what? And he's like, oh, I'll explain it later. Uh, <laughs> but I got stuck here, too, on the anchors. And I think mine is the same as, as Daryl's. So I feel like I need to be there, too. Can you just trust me, Walter? Daddy, I, I, I promise it'll be okay. Walter's like, we don't know each other well enough for you to call me daddy yet. <laughs> I, I, I want to get there, but it feels like you're forcing it. Peyton's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And Walter hey, goes, don't ever call anybody daddy. <laughs> don't call anybody their name and then daddy. Don't daddy. be like Walter yeah. daddy. Peyton's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that's a perfectly innocent thing to do. I don't know why you guys are making it weird. Hey, guys, Peyton's eight. You know, it's okay for yeah, eight-year-olds eight. to call their dad daddy. That's all yeah. right. Okay, yeah. that's fair. Is it okay if I go with that? dad and walter goes i assume so but afterward you're coming back with me okay it says okay the thing is that since we don't know what anchor he's a part of like probably he has to go to everyone until we find the one that he's a part of oh yeah i guess so good point uh it's like, yeah, that's a good point. I guess I got to stick with them because somehow this has something to do with me. I don't, I don't know what the deal is. And Walter's like, all right. So Walter takes your kids uh, that aren't. Well, can we say goodbye to our kids? Damn. <laughs> No, I mean, he just like he. I'm saying he like puts them in okay. the fucking right. motorcycle. Right, sorry, sorry, and sorry, then sorry, I was sorry. going to say, is there okay. anything you like to say to them before okay, they leave? Sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't need to step on your thing. Go ahead. That's fine. Dude. That was me just doing it right there. Okay. What do you want to say to your kids? I go up to Lark and Sparrow, and I put a hand on each of their shoulders. They say, "Boys, 
I know we just remet again, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit because I gotta help uh, Daryl here find his dad, you know. And I want you to both know that I love you very much, and you're both gonna need to be brave and take care of each other and look after each other. Mom's back home, and she's really counting on all of us to pull through together and make it back home. And we'll be home playing Oaks and Ogres before you know it. But until then, you boys be strong and you listen to Walter because he's a good guy and. If you get in trouble, you stick with each other no matter what, okay? So Sparrow says, absolutely, Father. Brother and I will stay together, come what may, and I will teach him, gosh willing, to be a sweeter, kinder, more empathetic person. And Lark just looks at you and says, Father, come back with your shield or on it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Henry tearfully gives them a salute and says, everything's going to be OAK, boys. And he salutes them and turns away. Cherry, um... Well, I was kind of aggravated recently because I, I thought, oh, Dennis is so cool with all of his stuff and his body and his talent. and But you know what? Dennis, he doesn't have a kid like you. So I guess that I oh. am way the frick better than fucking Dennis. That guy's an asshole and he doesn't <laughs> even exist. And uh, so, yeah. Terry just pulls you into a hug and he says, Dennis isn't half the dad that you are. Oh, he's twice the and dad. He coughs and he goes, he's twice the dad. No, he doesn't do that. Um, <laughs> nice, nice son. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't do that. He doesn't do that. But yeah, he, he gives you a hug and he says, be careful. I nod in a stoic but cool way. Roll for roll. I, I know I'm going to have to roll. roll. I, I have to roll dexterity. It. Okay. Gosh. I roll a seven. <laughs> you like extend your neck all the way out and then just sort of slowly bow and like bend over and like you try to nod with your whole upper half and it just looks really fucking weird. <laughs> Terry's like, yeah, no, I, I get what you're going for. <laughs> Glenn is going to say goodbye to Nick by going up, cocking his arm up like for a predator high five and then going, via con Dios. <laughs> and Nick cocks his arm the same way and bam and grabs your hand and completes the predator high five and also quotes point break just says young dumb and full of cum yeah yeah, yeah he, just, he grabs his father's hand and says young dumb and full of cum <laughs> and, and Glenn goes alright <laughs> no no he, he grabs God, your hand no. and he grabs your hand and he goes Utah Utah give me two <laughs> the kids minus Grant and Peyton uh, drive away with Walter. He says, like, uh, how do we get in contact with you? So you see uh, Walter pull a, a leaf off of a tree and he goes, talk to Aaron. She'll talk to me. That's how we'll kind of jacked up that you're making Aaron kind of like a switchboard operator for our to us to communicate. It's kind of <laughs> fucking weird. Glenn, why are you screaming? Mm -hmm. Glenn, why are you <laughs> yeah, screaming? Yeah, he hasn't driven away yet. <laughs> Aaron pops up on the leaves and she's like, well, I'm the one who often gives you most of the information you need anyway. So around the time you need to talk to him, you need to talk to me anyway. So wait, Walter, before we go, which way to balls deep? <laughs> Walter points uh, to the West and he goes, he points to his crotch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Walter points to his crotch. <laughs> and then he points to the West and he says, balls deep is that a way? And like in a movie where they cross dissolve and you guys are on your horses and camels and mastiffs already traveling to Balls Deep and uh, it's an uneventful ride across the wastelands known as the Taint. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just one weird ridge. Um, and <laughs> you hear the sounds of cheering and the sounds of people 
And as you turn a corner, you see a big building, like a large, almost like a coliseum. And on the outside of it says, Balls Deep Stadium. And you hear shouting and chanting from the inside. And you see on the outside, there are people like barbecuing meat and like sitting around with big jugs of ale and stuff like that. And there is what you initially think is a screen, but as you look at it a little bit more, you see it's actually just a bunch of gnomes holding little magical torches that they can change the colors of at will. But it basically ends up being sort of like a screen. And you see the image of a brown egg-shaped object sailing and spinning around (laughs) through the air. And then a fist comes up and grabs it and then brings it down. And as the fist comes and brings it down, the camera follows it, and it comes down, and you see an eye-patched figure, and you hear Grant gasp, because it is the figure of Yeet Bigley, and he says, are you ready for some football? Nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Dungeons and Daddies is Matt Arnold as Daryl Wilson, Anthony Birch as our DM, Will Campos as Henry Oak, Beth May as Ron Stampler, and myself, Freddie Wong, as Glenn Close. Theme song and outro is All Right by Maxton Waller. Audiobook intro narration by Will Jenkins. Special guest this week, Ashley Birch as Dennis Anderson. Ashley, what have you been up to? There's a Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet quarantine episode coming out on Friday, which is already out. It's out. Already out. Oh my God, it's out. Go watch it. Ashley's on a show called Mythic Quest, available on Apple TV Plus. You can follow her on Twitter at Ashley underscore Birch. This wild episode happened in no small part thanks to the support of our Patreon supporters. I use the word support twice. I don't care. Folks like Elise Tabor, Sam Middleton, Wolfie Walks, Anika Hardy, Michelle Cavanago, the original Nick Show, none of the knockoffs, Warren Bones, Daily Soul Poet 77, and Phantom Moth Stew. Patreon folks, we got a backlog of special bonus content coming your way. We're laying tracks down for the Henry Oak rap album, The Rocks Rock EP this week. And we're going to make Anthony go on an adventure of our creation in an upcoming Walter and Peyton side quest episode. Patreon supporters at all levels will get access to these stretch goals for free. So if you want to be there when these crimes against digital media drop, head on over to patreon.com slash dungeons and dads and browse the fine supporter wares we have on offer. Website with some new merch, dungeonsanddaddies.com, twitter.com slash dungeonsanddads for them hot tweets, bit.ly slash dungeondads for that hot Facebook page, and r slash dungeonsanddaddies for our subreddit. Next episode coming at you June 9th. We'll see you then. There was a time when you could read between the lines You know they never brought you down Never brought you down Will, I should say that your Bill Clay impression from like two episodes ago was actually really good. Okay, I'm done now. Let's Thank go. you. <laughs> All right. So, oh, yeah, Ron- you're one of them, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Bill Clay. <laughs> God, pretty tricky the with that most accent. Specific niche fucking reference. <laughs> oh God! Oh uh, no! <laughs> You're one of them. <laughs> you know those uh, little things with the guns with the red paint. <laughs>
Okay. Dungeons and Dads is brought to you this week by him. Boing. Boing. <laughs> your sex life is important, but your schedule is busy. What it is? Wait, what? Why was it if your sex life is not important and you're pretty free? Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you may not have the time to go to the doctor's office to get treated for your erectile dysfunction, but through Hims, you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. The dream. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name okay. treatments Hello. like Viagra, or generic alternatives worth the 95% cheaper. Do they have Flintstone versions? Wish I had I'm a generic alternative sure. to my wife. I'm pretty sure that Hannah Barbera. Dude, and I, I want whatever Barney Rubble's eating. That guy, <laughs> that guy's got to go. You see, they got so much energy that they could drive a car with their feet. <laughs> the process dude, is Barney simple. Barney was punching above his weight limit. Like 100%. That's true. He didn't skip leg day, dude. He had thighs, dog. <laughs> Barney could grip me between his thighs any day of the week. The process is like, it's simple. A <laughs> process simple, 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor visits. Answer a series of questions on their site. The medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you for free. No insurance needed if ED is getting you Dude, down. Dude, Barney probably wears that, just like that long shirt so that he could just like roll it up at any time. His <laughs> dick is right there. Oh That's God. why he's wearing that long shirt. It's time like you join shirt. the hundreds of thousands of trusted him subscribers to get treatment. <laughs> Start your free online visit today at hims.com slash daddies. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash daddies for your personalized ED treatment options. Hims.com slash daddies. Get as hard as the Stone Age. Hardness nice. are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Dungeons and Dice is brought to you this week by Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just your spare change. Acorns recommends an expert-built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, and then automatically invest your money for you. You ever seen a big squirrel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, Beth, I felt like a big squirrel when I was using Acorns when I was squirreling away my paycheck money away into investments. It was very easy, very easy to use. The Rock uses sometimes, it. The Rock yeah, uses sometimes it. Sometimes I see a squirrel so big, I'm like, is that dangerous? <laughs> uh, Acorns was great because I think a lot of people have a lot of questions about how the stock market works. It made it very, very simple. It was a very simplified way of getting into it. It divides things up, and the portfolios that are pre-built are just like, yeah, sound portfolios. Mm. Head to acorns.com slash dungeons or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Clients' testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier 1 compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote a few important disclosures at acorns.com slash dungeons. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC. Acorns is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Broker services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.